On this episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast, we are talking Kentucky Derby. Maximum security with the... Oh, wait, wait, what what happened? Also, NBA playoffs still going on. The Bucks doing well. Got a little baseball, hockey. Are we all in now? And of course, everyone's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. All right, let's start the show. Back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, this is Marlo, joined by Casey. Casey, how are we doing today? Well, doing good. Excited to be back. A uh, little, uh, little exhausted, a little sunburned. Uh, put up a, a pergola today. We got uh, whoa, yeah, yeah, a little uh, all I don't know, all in one kit from uh, Aldi here. So a top, you know, it's top notch, top notch <laughs> pergola purchased from Aldi. Um, it was wait. A, all these sells pergolas. Yeah, they they have a whole whole kind of spring yard garden section. Uh, all these kinds of things. Um, yeah, so it's this kind of time of year is real tough in the gift giving game for me. Uh, it's my wife's birthday, uh, our anniversary, and Mother's Day all kind of within uh, a two week span. So it's very tough. But I was able to. Uh, convinced her slash she told me uh that <laughs> this pergola that we've been talking about getting for years um or a pergola that we've been talking about we were talking about this specific aldi version of it um but that would kind of cover all of the gifts so i jumped at that opportunity to get nice. them all out of the way and i spent uh the afternoon well i mean it was a nice afternoon here in wisconsin right uh it was mid to upper upper 60s uh and as our deck is uh, western facing, you get a lot of sunlight, and it, you know, even though it was only that temperature, it was very warm uh, on on the deck, and we didn't have any shade yet. <laughs> we did by the end of the day when it started to cool down, and then I'm like, it's too cold to sit in the shade now. But anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little a little tired from that, a little bit a little bit sunburned, uh, sadly enough. Uh, you know, as I go outside for the first time since last summer, it feels like nice. So we checked off the box first sunburn of the season. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did. We did it. Like two weeks after it snowed. It's so crazy. Wisconsin, what a place. What a place indeed. How about you, Marlo? How about you, Marlo? That was exciting. Um, yeah, did a little errand running, a little a little outdoor outdoor activities until yeah. until the storm just came furiously in mm. and washed that all away and any, any hope of being productive outside. <laughs> uh, so just yep. came in and started watching basketball. So Nice. It's a nice little Sunday. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah, we are here. We're recording now about 8 o'clock Central um, Sunday. Uh, let's see. We're about three quarters of the way through. Uh, the Blazers, uh, who are they playing? <laughs> Blazers Nuggets game. Nuggets. Uh, here today. Uh, everything else is, I think, more or less done uh, for the weekend. But uh, yeah. it was a pretty exciting weekend and I think highlighted by the Kentucky Derby. So I think we should let's start there. Uh, how did you? How did you? Churchill's Downs. How did you take it in, Marlo? I know we're neither yeah. of us. I guess we should start off. Neither of us are real horse racing fans, right? Like we're not. Yeah, no. I watch the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, and then I'll watch the Preakness is next, right? I think no, so. Belmont. Belmont. Belmont's next. Not even sure. One of them yeah. is next. 
Well, I always watch it to see if the Kentucky Derby win, winner wins. Yep. And if they do, then I'll watch the next one, whatever that is. We'll, yep. we'll get to it. Or research stats department. Yep. Um, whatever order the other two come in. There's, there's a highly likelihood that I'm not watching the last one. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. not a chance for a triple crown. Exactly. So, I describe so, myself I describe myself on Twitter as a, a horse racing fan for two and a half races a year. Because <laughs> that's usually, like you, I usually will follow along until there's not a, a triple crown. Right. Yeah. So this one, uh, Kentucky Derby was taken in the pageantry all day, um, kind of watching the races. I think I could listen to Mike Tirico talk about any sport for some reason. He's just good at everything. <laughs> uh, so I was watching that all day. Celebrities, Tom Brady's there, Von Miller, da da da. And then, you know, a little before race time, uh, my son wanted to go to the park. So <laughs> we get to the park, and I had, I, this is actually the second year in a row where I had to watch the Kentucky Derby on my phone. Mm. Although last year, I was watching the phone because I was in a pool in Mexico, so that was much more oh. enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was at the park uh, watching Kentucky Derby on my phone. Okay. All right. Oh, I was just, I was just at home. Uh, me and my son, he uh, was really excited to watch the horses race. I told him horses were going to race. So we turned it on, and then we had to wait like an hour. <laughs> Do the horses actually race? Now, to be fair, I didn't know when the race was supposed to happen, but I turned it on, and they were talking about the Kentucky Derby. So I thought it was like any minute now. So I'm just kind of you know, putting it in uh, my son's head. I'm like, it's coming up, it's coming up, it's coming up. And it took too long. We had to put on <laughs> some cartoons in the meantime to to distract him for a little bit. But uh, yeah, I guess let's just start there with the lead up. And my yeah. God, like I mean, I know it's a production. I know there's all the pageantry. Uh, but it is quite the process to get from even the last race to yeah. uh, to when the derby actually kicks off. Yeah, absolutely. It ha- it's it has to be close to an hour where you're like, all right, Kentucky, like the Kentucky the running of the Kentucky Derby is next, and it's like, okay, yeah. And then you sit there for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, they got crazy, like the crazy traditions that I don't understand. Some of yeah. those you do. We got the you know the trumpeter playing do 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 do. Yep. Uh, that we all know. But for some, we got the uh, the, the old Jockey Kentucky song. song. Did you know the old, old Kentucky? Kentucky? The words to the old Kentucky song or whatever that song was. <laughs> Didn't know the words. I do not know the words to the old Kentucky song. Don't. Uh, yeah. But that's it, great. It sounded like everyone there did. Kind of. Yeah, which is interesting. Long. I mean, I guess I'm sure most of them are. are I presume. I mean, there's hundred thousand people there. How many of them do you think? would it take to know the words to actually make it seem like people are singing it's probably like a badger game like the student section knows the words yeah. some fans know the word well some, some of the student section knows the words <laughs> <laughs> so the fans know the words but it still sounds like in the stadium that people know the words even though it's only yeah. probably like a quarter of the people actually singing yeah All exactly right. so we had uh, the song what yeah, else so did we have what else was there uh the the jockeys walkout I yeah, that's like that's like the pinnacle right before this, right before the race. <laughs> they were walking out, <laughs> and they just go through this little uh, doorway. I almost I don't. This sounds no. I'm not gonna say it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I really. Uh, I was going to make a joke about their height, but I will uh, refrain refrain from that. <laughs> yeah, it's 2019. I'll, I'll just bite my tongue now. Uh, so the jockeys walk out. They're introduced. They give a little like hello to the camera, which was kind of weird. They didn't really have like a place to stop. They just as they went through the the gate, they kind of did a little thing. So that was weird. Uh, and then I'm like, all right, here they go. And then Baker Mayfield enters the picture. Yeah, Baker. <laughs> which, well, it's, it's just, they showed Baker right before they went to commercial. I'm like, oh, I guess he's just there. And yeah. 
<laughs> I, was, I thought it was just another like, oh, you know, like you said, there's Tom Brady, there's Von Miller. Oh, Baker Mayfield's there. Oh, look, he's chatting up. Maybe that's his girlfriend. I don't know. And then he's apparently part of the ceremonies, uh, and he gets a rather unenthusiastic reception uh <laughs> there i don't know i don't know what they were expecting i mean i i guess i didn't realize that one he was famous enough to do a non-football thing right he's pretty famous and mike trico's like his rise his quick rise to fame and i was like yes uh, okay kind of famous. yeah yeah kind of famous but yeah and i when he was so when i realized they had a, like an actual role in you know doing the writers up command mm-hmm and I, th- I feel like it's very prestigious for a Kentucky Derby. And I was trying to figure out what is maybe he has some connection to Kentucky that I don't know because I'm not like on the Baker. And it's like, no, he's yeah. just, just the Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland Browns <laughs> yeah, quarterback. Yeah, he's the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Uh, and he, but he's like a pretty divisive character too, right? He yeah. plays with some attitude. Yep. Um, you know, from obviously from Oklahoma there. And yeah. Cleveland's close by, but it's not like it's – Louisville's probably as a city not like a Cleveland supporting town so it was just right. it was really strange so he gives the riders up command which is up there with the 8500 of like a command it's like all right and here we go and then it's like a half hour of other things that happen <laughs> <laughs> to it starts so he gives right up command and I'm like oh they're in the stall already or whatever the starting yeah. thing no no nope. the horses are gonna out. walk by and the jockeys are going to get onto the horses. That's what riders up apparently means. <laughs> and they literally, get on the horses. Literally, riders get up. Oh, if people watch this, they're like, oh, my God, are they They're really going to talk through how long this was? It was so long. <laughs> it was so many things that I just forget. Every year, I feel like I forget this. And then they have to walk from wherever the riders up thing is, like around yep. the course, which it's muddy and terrible and raining. Yeah. Uh, it, does it feel like thing. the Kentucky Derby has been rainy like the last five years? I feel like there hasn't been a clean Kentucky yeah. Derby. Yeah, I think forever. it's I think it's been two, but it yeah. feels like five in yeah. my horse racing memory. So exactly. <laughs> it feels it's like forever. Two, it's the only two that's gone on during this podcast. So that's forever. There we go. That's yeah. pretty much every Kentucky Derby ever. Then, um, and then they so then they're interviewing people as they go, which is which is awkward. They're trying to focus on their race and not really saying anything. And gosh, is it muddy out here? Uh, that was about it. Yeah. And then they finally get to the start. Uh, so now yeah. the race, Marlo. Yeah. Exciting the, was the most exciting two minutes in sports. Well, yeah, after the longest hour, hour and a half <laughs> in sports, because you think it's going to start any minute. Um, it is true though. Have... When I'm watching that race, and I don't yeah. even put money on it for some yeah. reason, I, I get this thrill of horses. Yeah, and I don't oh, even yeah. know why. And it, I don't know if it's the funny names. I don't know if it's the creative names that they have. Like there's a horse mm-hmm. called Win Win Win. It's like yeah. how do you not root for that? Yeah, all the um, celebrities before they did a little celebrity thing, and everybody picked Win 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 because they thought it'd be fun to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was like, I I felt like they did like eight or nine of them, and like five of them picked win win win. I was like, yeah, all right, good, good work, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah anyway, it's I think it's the colors you kind of pick, like the horse you know. Like I I remember watching and I knew who the two favorites were, so I was just kind of seeing where they were in it, and obviously maximum security. I guess when it went off, he was second favorite to yeah uh, Imperator or whatever it was. The Which other is one, an was. awesome name, maximum security. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun watching them. Uh, Maximum Security jumped out to an early lead, got out the gate, pretty much led wire to wire, uh, and to win the Kentucky Derby. And then we found out maybe he didn't. Yeah. So, like I said, I was watching this game at the park on my phone. Yeah. So as soon as Maximum Security goes across and wins, I'm like, okay, I've seen the Kentucky Derby. There you go. It's yep. over. Shut it down. Put the put the phone in my pocket uh, and start playing. 
And then a lot of other stuff happened. Yeah, a lot of other stuff happened. I was there too. Again, it was it was much like the the preamble to the race. It was very long and unclear what was happening. Um, and apparently, I guess the first thing was that there there are apparently rules to horse racing. I did not. Yeah. I was not aware that there were actual rules. I obviously I knew there were rules, but I didn't realize that you could be disqualified. I knew you could get disqualified, right? It, it, that sort of thing. But the way that this qualification went, I didn't realize that you could kind of go back and, and, and look at it that way. Um, right. And it's as instant replay in horse racing. Yes. And so they went to the booth, and there's three stewards they called them, and they had five or six camera angles up on the screen and they were like mm. reminding and playing them at the same time so we were able to kind of we were watch people watching the stewards watch the replay and then we were seeing some of the replay yeah footage. did someone have to throw a flag to for this replay how did this get no initiated? one of one of the um other jockeys in, instigated it or said kind of like i was fouled or whatever and oh, then he cried so then, about it so then they have to they had to interview the so the jockeys the affected jockeys uh they had to look at the replays um, and I don't know how you can interview the jockeys and like, they're obviously all biased. Like, how can yeah. you take whatever they say into any sort of account? Um, you know, hey, I'm complaining this horse cut me off. What happened? The horse cut me off. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> there you go. Hey, other guy, what happened? Oh, that horse cut me off too. Cause I was going to win. A, it it, it yeah. seems, it all seemed kind of strange. Should we implement and, that into the NFL? Uh, so yeah. did, you, did you pass interference? Yeah. Did you, no, did I did you not pass, pass interference. interference on that one. Uh, let's get his opinion. Bring him over. Uh, talk on the phone to the replay guy. Um, so they they were going through uh, and they were kind of trying to explain, uh, I guess, to the viewer. Because uh, most people, I assume, watching this were like me and you who they're not really horse racing. So they're kind of explaining what the rule was. You can see the horse kind of come out of its lane. Again, I didn't know they had lanes, but it did. I thought, I thought like you could just be... You're in the lead, like in NASCAR. You can like yeah. cut people off and that sort of thing. Apparently not. You have to stay in your lane uh, and go forward. And the horse definitely comes out of its lane, and it kind of impedes another horse who finishes in eighth place. Ugh. And it kind of slows it down a little bit. So in my mind, I'm watching this, and I'm going, this didn't affect the horse that won. It didn't affect the other horses that finished second or third. It affected this horse that faded anyway. And... um they're claiming that it affected other horses. I don't think that's not what I saw. And so the announcers or Mark Tirico and crew, whoever, whoever's with him was kind of explaining that like, Hey, this is maybe a penalty, but we don't think they'll change it. Or we don't think it should be because of kind of the, the factors that I stated. And then they come out and they're like, I was disqualified for this, for this minor infraction. And it just felt so weird. And I'll kind of talk about the scene of it in a little bit, but just kind of focusing on the ruling a little bit. I understand kind of the technicality of it. Like technically he went out of his lane. He probably slowed down this other horse, but that horse wasn't winning anyway. And it didn't mean that this horse won. So it still felt like the right horse won, even though it was probably against like the technicality of the rule. So as like a not horse racing fan, it felt wrong to me that you took this victory away from a horse and gave it to another horse who finished in second, who wasn't right. impacted by this. Yeah, thing. you have wrong. You have wrong, Casey. You've you've crossed them. Um, did they talk at all about, or do you know at all? Has this something like this happened before? Or is this kind of is this unprecedented? This was the, the winner is de- 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 This was the first time that a, a in the Kentucky Derby that a horse was disqualified for an in uh, race infraction. Ever. Uh, wow. Yeah, ever. In 68, a horse was disqualified for, they, he had, um, the horse had taken, <laughs> the horse was given uh, an anti-inflammatory or something that was against the rules. <laughs> so it. like after the race, it was rescinded yeah. or whatever, but this was yeah. the first time this ever happened. That's crazy. And 
And they were talking about how if it should matter if it's called differently, if the rules are kind of administered differently in the Kentucky Derby versus, you know, whatever, the Arkansas Derby or whatever, they, they the Florida Derby or whatever they, they raced in before this. And they kept making giving kind of like other sports examples. Like you want the game officiated the same in the first quarter or the fourth quarter or, you know, the first inning versus the ninth inning. But that's not a true comparison. That's administered throughout that same game, throughout that same race. The comparison is normal hockey and playoff hockey. Those are officiated differently. Yeah. Regular season basketball, playoff basketball. Those are officiated differently. And that's we uh, we recognize that. So they kept saying like you shouldn't take it into account that it's the Kentucky Derby, but I think you absolutely should because this is your showcase event. You're not here for the horse. I mean, Okay, you're here for the horse racing people, but like you need to, I don't know. Like I watched this and I felt like disenchanted with horse racing. Not that I'm again, I'm not you know their target audience, but like I am for this. You want to get people like me into this. I'm a little bit disenchanted with horse racing right now, and I think you should take into account that it is a bigger stage and a technicality such as this maybe could be ignored for you know they're talking about this horse losing 42 million. I don't feel bad for the horse. I don't feel necessarily bad for the horse owners, but it creates a a situation in which I'm watching this and we'll talk about the scene in a little bit. And I'm feeling really awkward about it. And I don't know, I wouldn't have felt, I'm trying to think if I would have, if they would have kept the race as it was, would I have felt like the horse that came in second or eighth was unjustly done? I don't think that I would. That's just me. I I feel like you, uh, you know, and I went back and rewatched it, apparently what the refraction was, but I, even after that, I'm like, oh, I, you know, Rubbin's racing, right? I think you, uh, if you watch like a horse race, yeah. uh, uh, if I watch like a horse race, I see that happen. I feel like I see it happen all the time where horses are cutting people off or they're kind of rubbing like against each other to, to, to gain shape. So like, I had no yeah. clue that that, yeah, that that kind of uh, was an actual an actual rule that you can get dq and it for. Seemed, and it seemed, yeah, and it seemed like a smiter yeah. enough infraction right. that we that it could have been let go and i think in this kind of stage of a race yeah. you could i think it should be called differently in this in these triple con races than the other ones as long as it's not like like if he had gone over and they clipped heels and like the other horse fell down or something like yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about it then i again i'm sure somebody who watches a lot more horse racing <laughs> is probably like <laughs> screaming at us and saying that's not how you how you should officiate it but th- th- this is i guess this is my opinion this is my podcast right this is our right. podcast, this is our and, podcast. And, and this is the way I, i'm gonna take it but it did it did create quite the scene uh as you mentioned it it was a 30 minute it, so i i looked it up they said it was a 22 minute review it mm. felt a lot longer just like the preamble did as well <laughs> i it felt over 30 minutes um they had interviewed kind of the jockey, the owner of uh, Maxim Security. They thought they had won. Um, the and, TV, and we're getting the that. TV interviews. The TV about. interviews. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're giving kind of the, the the sweetheart story of you know the husband wife owners of this horse, and you know they're very well respected within the horse racing community and all this. And you're feeling so like you know you know how broadcasting does that. They just like oh, you make yeah. you. They try to bring in some emotion into it, golf style, um, into that. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's it's under review. And then they're interviewing the owners. They're interviewing the jockeys of each side and like getting their opinion. And it's like clearly like you can't trust anything they say. Like I said, they're biased in this. And clearly like 
saying what you know the one uh maximum security saying obviously it's not a foul and yep. then uh the guy who took second uh country home is like uh saying clearly it was a foul any other racist would be called a foul uh so it, w- it was just really awkward and then it was announced that there was the uh, disqualification and then they're doing the victory ceremony for uh country home their oh, own yeah the this owners and that in. sort of and that yeah the awesome. owners that sort of thing and it was so so awkward because like if you were like me and i'm sure like anybody obviously anybody who bet on maximum security or anyone else who had kind of similar feelings to me like you don't think this person won the kentucky they didn't win the kentucky <laughs> derby they won a disqualification which i understand means the same to them right it's yeah. going to be the same paycheck for them it's going to be the same like they can say they're kentucky derby winners but it kind of rang how rang hollow as I, I as i was watching it yeah and it was kind of on you could see it on the face of the owner <laughs> as they were getting their congratulatory and there's the the masters of booze coming out uh from the stands yeah yeah and he kind of you know put in there's like oh well we we won we'll just have to show it better next time uh and it's, i was like dude you know you didn't win yeah <laughs> but yeah it was so weird but good on you so i think it was almost like the you know when you give uh like could you give awards to someone but it's on uh, like someone else's court <laughs> that's what it kind yeah. of that's what it yeah. kind of felt like that kind of atmosphere there or like when Dirk Nowitzki won the MVP trophy after his team got eliminated in the yeah. first round of the playoffs as a one seed yeah yeah that kind of thing yeah that kind yeah. of thing exactly so I guess I, to go back to the call for for one second, for reading kind of the things afterwards, it's mm-hmm. it's many in the horse racing world kind of. Like, I, I think I alluded to this, but like they th- agree with the call. Like the horse racing world seems like it was the right call, but to I think an average fan like myself, they have felt, to because they have felt, to because this is their to, biggest yeah, to, stage. Yeah. Yeah, this is their biggest true. stage where to people it. like us are watching. They have to defend it and say this is horse yeah. racing. This happens and this happens all the time. The last the last great reaction I got I guess I want to touch on in yeah. as I'm kind of the scene is the betters and fans reaction there at Churchill Downs. I, I only assume this happens across the country as people are, you know, wagering on this, but they're you know, the winners or the people who bet on maximum security are in line to get their ticket to get their winnings yeah. and they disqualify them. There's kind of this collective like Moan and groan, coupled with the cheer and elation of betters who bet on uh, Country Home, uh, who now won and was sixty-five to one to win the race. So yeah. I think it's one of, if not the longest, long shot to win. Uh, so there's like this collective, like, "Oh my God, this is so terrible!" Moaning and yelling with this ecstatic cheering. I won so much money. Scream at the same time. It was, <laughs> it was crazy. It was so cool. Oh yeah, I I could I can't imagine if we would have stuck the cameras would have stuck in it with liquored up fans who had just lost or won a bunch of money on yeah. a, a DQ and what that night ensued. I would have loved to have been there for that. Why didn't we go to Kentucky Derby? Oh yeah, oh we totally should have gone. Totally should have gone. gone. We should have gone. Probably next next time we'll almost totally for sure go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have been. In. I have been to Churchill Downs. I went to just like an off. It wasn't off weekend. There were horse races there, but there was nobody there. There was like you know a couple hundred people there for whatever races no, Tom, were there. Tom Brady wasn't there. Ian Tom Red Brady, I, not to my not to my knowledge. Um, anyway, it was a real fun time. You know, I just put you know a couple flyers on horses and yeah. yelled like "Come on, four! You know, as it went around <laughs> the track, it was fun. Um, but obviously not near the spectacle. Um, that it was there, and I like you could see how. I could see it being there when, again, there was nobody there, how amazing it would be if it was packed and it had kind of all the glamour, yep. but it was like just 
people who are you know people who are normally gambles. go yeah <laughs> people who normally go to horse tracks uh, on not Kentucky Derby weekends yeah uh, it was a little bit of a different scene but it was still really cool so uh, I have been there I have been there but yeah I don't know there's so many people there Marlo. I don't know. do you think we uh, a lot of people a lot of people so I'm starting as I get, I'm old old man take Marlo. a lot of other people I'm not I'm not down for that much anymore we'll see all right, uh, all right we'll pick some random weekend to go to church and down said we went to the Kentucky there we go oh and there's nobody there that'll be fun yeah. um yeah remind me next maybe next year when we're talking about the Kentucky Derby we'll be like <laughs> we could have gone we could have gone shoot we were gonna do could've that gone. the weekend before uh, we'll go to the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on the Kentucky Derby Memorial? Man, we just talked a lot about horse racing. We're we're all in on horse racing. Um, so that'll probably be well. It. That I mean, that'll probably. I guess be it. whatever we'll, one is next, whatever one is next, I guess we'll probably watch. But I mean, Country Home's not going to. Country Home's not going to win. Yeah. I guess we'll watch it to see if uh, Maximum Security if Maximum Security wins Ooh, the other two. Yeah. How freaking funny would that be? That would be great. That'd be great. Uh, all right, on to the NBA, Marlowe, uh, and we'll stick close to home for me, and we'll talk some Bucks basketball. Uh, last let me week, ask you. Let me ask yeah, you before you well, get into it. Yeah. Are you feeling better? I feel better. Feeling. I mean, <laughs> a 180 from last. The last time when we recorded, the Bucks had just got shellacked by uh, the Celtics uh, in Game One. It was very disheartening, and I then went on to win Game Two in Milwaukee and Game Three uh, in Boston. Uh, they essentially were identical games. Uh, not identical. They were very similar games. In fact, the Bucks scored 123 points in both games, so pretty much the same game. Uh, the games were pretty close uh, in in the first half. The Bucks used a big run in the third quarter to pull away, uh, and uh, Friday was a little bit more nervy. Uh, the Celtics had a little bit of, of, of a comeback, um, but in those two games, Giannis led the way uh, with a very effective around 30 points in each game. Yep. Uh, Chris Middleton's been playing really well, making a lot of shots, and uh, the role players are as role players are. Some of them are stepping up when they need to. Uh, it was um, what George Hill in game uh, game two, and then kind of a cast of characters here uh, in game three. So uh, feeling pretty good. Uh, game four, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit. Is tomorrow, yeah. um, and I'm feeling pretty good because Giannis is playing more like the Giannis we saw all throughout the regular season. In game one, we saw a not as aggressive Giannis. It seemed like the Celtics had a game plan to take care of him, right? Just stick three guys yeah. on him and yeah. beat the crap out of him. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, that wore him down in game one, but in games two and three, he was either able to overcome that, or I would argue, the and I think the Celtics would argue, the they officiated the game a little bit differently. However, I would say they officiated it more correctly, and the Celtics <laughs> would, would argue differently. Uh, in fact, Kyrie, Irvin's ha- Kyrie Irving had some choice words um, about the officiating in Game 3, uh, that it was slowing down the effing game. Um, yeah. So I'm just. I think this is. I mean, I think this is just coming to form. Uh, You know, I think last week I said the that game was kind of. I thought it'd be the anomaly of the series as Boston played a really good game. Milwaukee, for whatever reason, did not. Yeah. Obviously, Giannis wasn't there. You could blame it on the Celtics or whatnot. But I think the Tuesday and Friday, the last two games, we have saw what the what the Bucks have been all season. Um, The people, the players, role players on the outside, able to step up, hit those shots. Yep. When Giannis is driving the lane, able to kick out, um, and then Giannis is being dominant, you know, over there. So, to that, um, Casey. Yeah. 
How how are you feeling about this other team, the Boston Celtics? Which, by the way, it's start it's for me. It's starting to get annoying watching them on TV because it's like the only two green teams in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like yeah. every 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 once in a while, it takes me like the first quarter to like realize who's translation. yeah who's who um, on yeah. the court. But that's just a me problem. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm I get I'm getting really tired of the Celtics. I've always, for whatever reason, kind of. Uh, not gotten as sick as everybody else of the Boston teams, right? I've, I've mm-hmm. they've had their successes, and I've kind of let them kind of roll off my back. And maybe it's because my teams have never really brushed up against them; they've never really faced them. But and may, so I think that's part of it. Another part of it is I'm much more engaged in Twitter these days uh, because <laughs> yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, uh, and God, their fans are just so. Uh, maybe all fans are like this, but it seems especially the Celtics. They're so they feel so entitled. They feel so wronged all of the time, uh, and they it's just such like I guess is the Boston mentality us versus the world. And it's so annoying when you're actually matched up against it. And maybe this yeah. is the first time I've had the privilege of being against that. And that you couple that with Kyrie Irving complaining after every game, and just kind of the the annoyance that this. Celtic season has been where I've been hearing all year how they're the team to beat and how they're just going to put it together and they keep getting in their own way to be honest and yep. like it's just brushed off as oh well next time oh well this is the corner the, the time they turn the corner and I'm just kind of tired of hearing it and I really hope that they just put them away because it's it has to be frustrating as a Celtics fan but it's frustrating as a non-Celtics fans to keep hearing them pumped up in this way and then have their players just constantly complaining about Everything it seems. I mean, but maybe that's just the NBA in uh, in 2019. Uh, but God, I'm just I, I just hope that the Bucks can win these next two. Just put them away and, and move on because they're just pests to me at this point. It's so frustrating. Yeah, speaking of Bucks putting away, going into Game Four on yeah. Monday, um, I'll get what you what you think. But me personally, I think yeah. this. I want to say it's a, like a must win for the Bucks just to shut the door on, on the Celtics. Uh, yeah. I mean, not that they're not. If they yeah. don't win, they're not going to win the series. But having that, having that, going at that three to one, especially with this team who does not seem mentally tough at all, uh, yeah. <laughs> going through any sort of adversity like that, I don't. There's no way they're come back. Having them go into the next, you know, game five tied up may give them a little, you know, pep in their steps that they may have a chance. Yeah. Uh, but I think really sticking it to them the same way they've been doing the last two games uh, in game four, it would be games that match for them. Yeah, I th- I think that's very accurate that this is a chance like they're they're kind of on the ropes and a game here would kind of i think be the knockout blow then i mean with the win they've already taken back home court right so they have that but if we can get the win tomorrow then you're coming back to milwaukee and with game five and have a chance to close them out and uh the pfizer forum is going to be insane and I, i think with the Celtics, um, the way they're going, I think they'd have a hard time to win that. So I think you're right. I'm, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic <laughs> for this <laughs> next game. I think the last two games have really shown uh, that we have the best player in the series, and as long as uh, it's officiated, I'm going to say it again, officiated properly. As long as they don't just beat the crap out of Giannis, <laughs> and the refs don't allow that to happen, I think that uh, the uh, the Bucks should be able to pull away with the victory, because um, pretty much they, they put so much, and rightly so, so much attention on Giannis uh, that it opens up those other players, and it's just more or less if he can do enough, and he's been very effective, but do enough um, 
to get kind of his points, but also feed those other players. Uh, in the last two games, they've shown up those other players uh, on the Bucks, and I think they'll continue. On, to your point, game one might have been the anomaly where they were just not ready for it, but now I think the the role players, the the non Giannis players, are, are are ready to step it up. Uh, so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic uh, for a win. But that said, maybe the Celtics put it together one more time uh, and get a victory at home just to even up the series. I could see that happening. Uh, but I think I don't know. I I I thought that going into game three that it was going to be a very hard game to win that it was yeah. not that it was easy by any stretch of the imagination but i thought like okay we just got to win one of these two like they're going to be fired up for this game three and you know they're going to give us our best shot like they did in game one and that didn't really happen or maybe the bucks prevented it from happening um so i i'm obviously feeling much more comfortable than last week and, and fairly confident so i expect to i'm going to go with i expect to win but again the Celtics could put it together but with the complaining, I don't know that that will happen. <laughs> nice. So, all right. So what, Bucks win Monday Bucks, today. Bucks. As you listen to this, yeah, sure. Let's <laughs> go with that, and then I can be mad that I said that if they do in fact lose. Um, all right, let's move on to some other series. Marlo. Let's start with uh, a game yesterday: uh, Golden State and Houston. Houston wins in overtime, one twenty-six, one twenty-one. Series is now two to one. Uh, so with this win, Marlo, uh, do you think Houston is back in the series or, uh, do you think Golden State will still win the series? Let's say pretty handily. And I'll say that means in six, I'm going to or fewer. I think Golden State's going to win in five, the little gentleman's sleep, gentleman's sweep. Uh, this game got away. I mean, you know, poor, poor Steph, man. Why, why are you going for the dunk? Oh. Uh, drink Sprite. That was not great. That yeah. was not a good look. Well, were they down down five? He gets a breakaway uh, yeah. essentially. Him and him on the rim and the rim one. Yeah, went up for a dunk. Looks like me trying to dunk on an eight foot hoop. Yeah, um, just can't get there. Just just couldn't get there. I don't know why I'm trying to dunk. So, anyways, uh, not a good look. But I think yeah, coming back, they get one more game and one more game. Yeah, one in more Houston. game in Houston. Yeah, I think they can win that one and then close them out at home. Um, yeah. I think I think KD because I feel like every time the KD comes, I mean he's had a good series, but he just sometimes he KD knows that at any time he's like, oh, I'm just the best player and I can do this, yeah. and then sometimes he just forgets about it. Um, <laughs> so, so anytime he has the ball, he could he could freaking score. So I think this the I think next game he'll he'll get to that KD uh, I can do anything mode, and mm-hmm. maybe Steph will. He, he hasn't really Steph hasn't had a great series. He's had moments. Yep. Um, and obviously not a great moment at the end of this one. Uh, but I still, obviously, I think Golden State is the better team. Um, Harden's a great player, but, you know, he can't do it all. It's, he has some contributors that we've talked about before, but I think yep. still Golden State in five. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I'll err towards six, but I guess yeah. that still means it's it's more or less. Uh, we, we both feel it's more or less over. I think Golden State, uh, I agree with your, your KD comments. Uh, I think this was a kind of the better team wins two at home than game three uh, kind of the kitchen sink game for houston i think that's what this was mm-hmm. there were a lot of plays down the stretch where uh, i'm thinking like clay thompson shots steph curry shots um kevin durant with a couple of shots where i feel like those normally go in or like yeah. a couple of them and they just needed one of them yeah uh, to go in it felt like a game where houston played 
I don't know if they played well, but they played harder, right? They were more, they were the more aggressive team. They were, it was their game to win. And the fact that it went to overtime, I think is a pretty bad sign uh, for the rest of the series. Now there still could be a game. I, why I say sixes, I think there still could be a game where they just go off on three um, and just kind of run away with it. I think that's still, they still have a game like that in them. Uh, but I don't think that this game is enough to prove that they can hang with Golden State and, and force a game seven or... I guess win uh, the series in less than seven, which should be pretty hard. But um, and hopefully, Katie remembers he's just the best because it's really fun to watch Katie when he's kind of in that mindset. Yeah. Um, all right, on to Toronto, Philadelphia. Your Philadelphia Marlowe's favorite 76ers. Uh, yeah. They are all knotted up at two after uh, Toronto won in Philly today. Uh, so they each won one on the other's home court. Uh, going back to Toronto for Game Five later this week. Uh, so I guess now we're in a what is that three game series now? Three game series, three game series. yeah. Uh, two in Toronto, one in Philadelphia. Uh, I take it you are still riding with Toronto. I'm riding with Toronto. I just I think as long as Drake stays out of the building, they should be good. Well, I'm not I'm not sure he's going to. Did they, <laughs> are they going to like physically restrain him? <laughs> From coming in, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, that'd be great. I yeah, I've, but um, I don't know. I mean, Joel indeed has been looking like a monster. Well, this well he guy. he was in game three. He was a yeah. monster. Yeah, and then he disappears, and then yeah. then he gets hurt, and then he comes back, and he's amazing. And I don't understand that guy. Um, that it's his his inconsistent. Like the his highs are so high, and his lows are super low. Yeah, um, and he's not very consistent. So, but when he's when he's on, it's it's amazing. So yeah, I, I'm still gonna I'll stick with Toronto because Kawhi is good, FYI at basketball, <laughs> and he's pretty consistent, um, you know, on there. So I'll go with Toronto again. Asterisk to to uh, support your pretty. Uh, consistent standpoint from yeah. Kawhi. This is I'm going to give you some serious stats. This is okay. baseball stat of the week in basketball form. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to ramble them off. All right, game one. I'm just going to give points. There's uh, rebounds and assist numbers, but I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, Forty game one, 45 points on 81 percent from the field. Game two, 35 points on 71 percent. Game three, 33 points, 61 percent. Game four, uh, 39 points, 65 percent. Yeah, his worst game. It was a game three in game three loss. He shot sixty one percent and scored thirty three points. My God, if he didn't have Kyle Sandbag Lowry on his team, yeah. they might be. <laughs> it's unbelievable. They, that I mean, talk about inconsistent. I talk. You were talking about that in Joel Embiid, which is, yeah. I think is pretty accurate. But it is a, when Kyle Lowry is bad. It is like unfathomably bad. Yeah, and it how. Kind of his when Joel Embiid is bad, the the seventy um, sixers can still like play competitive basketball. They have other players. They have James Butler on their team. You know yep. Ben Simmons who can show up. He, I mean, another guy who kind of comes in and out. But like they have other players who can step up. And Toronto and when Kyle is bad, it's just it's it's tough. It is tough to watch. Um, but hopefully he gets it together. But they have kind of the anchor of Kawhi. And I guess the question I have for you, Marlo, is yep. this whole when Philadelphia was up two to one, there's this whole like Toronto can't keep Kawhi. You know, this is if he lo- if they lose like this, Kawhi's out of there. Yeah, and they keep it keeps coming from a Toronto doesn't 
needs to earn Kawhi or something. <laughs> it's like that they're kind of. It's almost like Kawhi has no responsibility for any of this. Now he's playing great. I'm not saying he's not like his play doesn't affect it, but like this situation that he has created. Like we crapped all over. We've crapped. We okay, I shouldn't say we've crapped. People always talked about how. LeBron created situations like this. And yeah. Kevin Durant kind of is now where they do this kind of year plus and they create this situation where people don't know if they're going to be around. How does that affect the team? His not being there has affected this team and to put all this pressure on them and people act like he's – victim isn't the right word, but he's like a, a prisoner to this situation that he chose <laughs> is so stra- – it's such a strange narrative. Yeah. And I guess I want to I just – do you like – does Philadelphia have Philadelphia? Does Toronto have to earn this? Is or I don't know. What, what's it, does that make any sense to you? Like what I'm trying. I'm trying to ask a question, but I don't really have a question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Talk about this situation because <laughs> it's All weird, right. and I think I think Kawhi is getting kind of like a free skate on this. Yeah. And I think it's part of his creation that this is happening. Right. Yeah. No. He not- he he created this by the way and manner he came to Toronto. Um. But it's it's yeah. But it's total Kawhi. It's total. Just um, he just goes in, does what he does. Don't hear from him ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't hear from him ever. But he's 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 going out playing well, giving Toronto a chance. So it's like, all right, I think I think we're cool. Uh, let's just let's just pretend nothing's going on until after the season, <laughs> and we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Which, it is. It's definitely it's definitely weird. Uh, and if they and especially if they don't win this series, uh, yeah, that will be that will be an interesting conversation during that oh during this during the summer and the offseason well and it's like it's put on a franchise that doesn't need more pressure put on itself yeah. right yeah. like toronto like the 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 fan base of the stadium if they go down at home they crumble kyle lowry and you know people been there they crumble in the playoffs and like Kawhi, by creating the situation has added pressure to it and all the talk is kind of like how Toronto needs to step up which i agree that they do but it's just weird yeah. that like Kawhi kind of gets a free skin on it. all right yeah. uh Portland, Denver. That game is happening, happening. right it's close. now, and I'm trying to get an it's update. It's 18 seconds. Oh, 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 yeah. There's 30 seconds left. This will make great. We can't do play by play. No, we're God, not we doing play by play. We don't. Have, we don't have the rights right now, for that. Denver, Denver up by two with 13 seconds. That's what I have. Oh man, you're ahead of me. Yeah, wow. you're ahead of me, man. Internet, oh, man. oh, he gets. All right, <laughs> great radio. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast stuff. Uh, all right, so uh, we might as well just wait, right? Because it's gonna, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna change. Let's just wait. All right, we're just gonna wait. We're just gonna wait to the end. All right, oh, are you pretend. I got, I got thirteen point two Denver at the line. Leave, leave this in here. This is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I, I clicked over. I clicked over thinking it was gonna be like halfway through the fourth quarter, and I was like shocked that there was thirty seconds left. Yeah. Well, I clicked over while you're talking. I'm like, maybe, yeah, maybe if we keep talking, we'll get to the end of it. <laughs> then we oh, came back. I could, like, oh. I could have done, I could have done, added more to my incoherent choir rant. That would have <laughs> been great. Woo. Okay, and we're back a half hour later for the last 13 <laughs> seconds of that game for yeah. Portland versus Denver. Yeah, Denver holds on. Series now tied, uh, two to two. Uh, like the uh, Toronto series, each team winning uh, on one game at each other's locale. Um, Feels like this one's gonna go seven, Marlo. It feels like these are two wild, different, uh, very even teams. Uh, that's the way I, I see it. Uh, you know, obviously Denver with uh, Jokic leading the way, and Portland with their perimeter uh, Lillard McCollum uh, attack. 
uh, two different teams. But um, I don't know. Do you see it that way? Do you see it uh, kind of going the seven? It looks or? like it. I mean, and even all the all the games have been closely contested. Yep. Um, could have gone. All these games could have gone either way. So yeah, yeah just, game three. Game three went to four overtimes. Yeah, <laughs> which probably was three in the morning uh, our time. I don't even know what time that would have ended. Yeah, we probably could. We probably were waking up for work and still going. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it. Uh, yeah, it, it does. It feels like a it feels like a seven game series is is a Bruin. Um, whether I know that's good or bad, I think we were just talking about in our half hour break there. Yeah. Uh, which 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 team would be, which team. It's better to go to the Western Conference Finals uh, against what we think is going to be the Warriors. Uh, yeah, I, and I would I would have to say it'd be Portland having the better yeah. chance. Actually, and obviously, and just be personally, just be more entertaining. I mean, obviously, we would get more of the uh, the, cur- the curry the curry stories uh, would be coming out of the woodworks. Oh as God! The then we'd have to see. I mean, after after each team scored a basket, we'd have to see the Curry family. Yes, just to see their reaction. Yes. Oh boy, um, yeah. I think, I guess, if I'm looking at this as a as a Bucks fan, if I may, uh, yes, and you <laughs> I'd may. be most afraid. Obviously, most afraid of Golden State, and then I would rank Houston as the second I'm most afraid of. Yep. Uh, so I think Portland has a better chance of beating both those teams. Therefore, I want Portland to win, um, so that they have a better chance of beating those two teams, and then the Bucks face Portland. That would be a better uh, scenario. Uh, so I'll be, I don't know, I'm kind of rooting for Portland. I just, it's just fun watching. Uh, this has been a fun series, I think. I yes. like both of these teams. They're both, uh, you know, don't have a recent history for me of, of winning for me to dislike them like a Golden State would. Um, I guess Houston doesn't have that. But uh, but Portland behind uh, CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard is a lot of fun to watch. And watching Jokic, who, Jokic, who looks... <laughs> Not in great shape. <laughs> yeah, would you pick in him? better like, shape than before? At, yeah, if you're at the wide and this guy just shows up, you're like, he's tall. But yeah. I mean, well, if we're playing full court. Like I don't know. Feet. I don't know if I'm picking him. <laughs> so he's out there, and but and it's so funny because their offense—they have to wait for him to get up because he initiates the offense. So it's a <laughs> it's a really weird setup. It reminds me back when the Bucks had um, Anthony Mason. How to shape Anthony Mason, bringing the ball up so he'd get up the court a little bit faster. Uh, maybe there's a little bit of that in, in Denver here. But it's a really fun series to watch and just the two, uh, like I said, different styles go at it. Uh, and Jamal Murray has been very relatively inconsistent, but very, when he's great, he's great to watch too. So it's been fun. I, I'd i be okay with this going seven because like it, they've been close. They've been good games, and uh, they're two interesting teams. Uh, all right, that's enough with this playoff chatter, Marlo. Let's get on to some real basketball news. The Bulls have extended uh, the contract of whoever their coach is. Um, <laughs> Boylan. Boylan, that's right. Um, walk us through this, Marlo. Were there parades in the streets? I, well, <laughs> I mean, we all knew it was coming, but just the, like. Did we? We did? We knew it? Uh, well, they, was that the word? That was the word. The word was that they were, and I guess I just chose not to believe it. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to live in my world where. You know, I that the actual Bulls front office sees logic and actually knows <laughs> basketball and would not extend a, would a contract extension in front of this guy who yeah. was an interim and yep. not even a good one. I mean, I guess the tank is on. I guess that's a good thing, but it just the news comes out so, and you just feel like you're taking crazy pills. So what was his was his contract up or what? What was his? He was. I guess in, I didn't. He was an interim. He was cause okay because they, they fired. Uh, Hoiberg. Hoiberg, who's now in Nebraska. Um, in Nebraska. Yeah, they fired. So he was the interim. And okay. They, they so decided, this is. Yeah. You're the just, real coach now. Yeah. Now you're the coach and you get a contract extension. So cool. So, uh, well, 
here's the thing. I would have waited until after you got the ping pong balls. Because if you get Zion, you're... Uh, window to competition. Your window to not be tanking anymore changes drastically. If you get, yeah. you know, two through f- whatever, they'll get four, five, whatever it ends up being. You're still going to tank for a little bit. I think you still need another guy. But if you get Zion, that changes everything. And you're maybe not in a win now, but you're in a we need the right coach to go forward. And this guy doesn't seem like the right coach to go forward. So that would be my concern. Um, if if he's supposed to be the coach while you go through this kind of non-winning phase, that's yeah. fine. Whatever. Who cares who the coach is? And that's kind of why I was surprised when they fired Horiberg because I thought it was like, he's going to be the coach while you're terrible, and then when you decide you want to win, you have enough to see if you want to keep Hoiberg, or then you make then you make that move. Um, so it was a bit surprising was, uh, without that because I think if you get Zion, it, change, it, it changes everything. I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't it, also it changes say it. everything, but... Yeah, I, I just feel like yeah, in in any other world, this guy would not have a head coaching job. Uh, but you know, he was lucky enough to be but, an intern <laughs> at the Bulls uh, at the right time. So yeah. there but you go. Congratulations, the proof, Jim. For the proof, we live, live in a simulation. Uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> to baseball, Marlo. A quick. I'll just do a quick Brewers update. Uh, Brewers just capped off a weekend sweep over the Mets uh, today. Uh, kind of putting to bed. Uh, I think last time when we, last week when we talked about the Brewers, I was pretty like the Bucks. I was very angsty last weekend, but I was angsty about the Brewers. Uh, they had dropped uh, two five hundred or around five hundred uh, thereabouts, uh, and then had a, had a pretty decent week last week, culminating with the sweep over the Mets. Uh, they had an eighteen inning game yesterday, which I believe it or not, Marlo stayed up until. What? And I was kind of watching the fans there. I'm at home, right, so I can go to yeah. bed right afterwards and stuff. But this game started at six ten and ended at eleven. 30 or something so these fans are poor poor fans are at this game for what is that five and a half hours something like that yeah four and a half hours and um <laughs> they stopped serving beer in the seventh so right. that's, that's what a, i was gonna that's, say that's the worst part about extra that, innings. It's like you have to go through extra extra innings without beer yeah, and you're you know you're coming down from your buzz, and it's yeah. it, it can get pretty rough. But there were some some fans who stuck around. Uh, Ryan Braun had six hits in the game. Uh, he had six hits. The rest of the Brewers, I guess, in those six hits included the game winning two uh, run RBI single uh, with the bases loaded in the uh, bottom of the 18th. I guess that would be. And Ryan Braun is now baseball set. Oh, I have a baseball set of the day. I wasted oh. on the. Well, I'm going to do another one. Oh, yeah, okay. I wasted on basketball. I'm going to give another one. So Ryan Braun is the fifth player age 35 or older to have six hits in a game. So the other ones are Utley, uh, Vizquel, Cal Ripken Jr., and Ty Cobb. So a pretty cool list. Um, but I'm watching this game. I don't need... Don't put my age into perspective like this, that Braun's <laughs> 35 years old. I'm just trying to watch baseball. I don't need to think about how much older I am than I think that I am. <laughs> Because that's crazy that Ryan's brought 35, over 35 years old. Holy crap. Um, but he had six hits, so that was pretty exciting. His uh, batting average in the week went up like 100 points. So he was like hitting 160. Now he's hitting like 260. Uh, I don't know. He's hitting 230. Whatever. It went up a lot right. in a week, yeah. uh, which is, you know, we're in May now. That usually that usually happens in like April. Yeah. You know, that can happen. But it really usually a little late for that. But he's been on a tear. Um Kind of compounding the angst I had last week was Yelich had a back injury. He missed five games, I believe. Was back today, and he's back in a big way. He hit a home run to the third deck, the Mountain Dew deck, Marlo. I the think Mountain Dew that. deck. 
the do deck. I think it's still called that. Uh, it's above the uh, Miller Lite <laughs> bleachers. So <laughs> he he crushed it. Uh, it was good to see him back in hitting home runs. Another home run at home. Um, I think it's 15 on the season, even though he missed five games. And uh, I guess maybe most importantly today, uh, Zach Davies, he's now 4-0, maybe not in the season, but at least in his last four, uh, but with a very much needed 118 pitches today, he went seven and two-thirds, and it was just the kind of start that the Brewers needed after that 18-inner last night where, um, you know, obviously you had to use up uh, quite a bit of the bullpen uh, in order to, to win that game. So it was just a... Really great performance by him uh, and kind of those performances capped off this last week for the Brewers. Uh, coming up this week on tap, as they say in Milwaukee, uh, they got uh, they host the Nationals and then are at the Cubs for a weekend series. So there you go. Big that Cubs, was it. Big Cubs, Cubs weekend. Cubs are, yeah, the Cubs are playing uh, the Cardinals right now, which is not fun to watch because no matter what happens, I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> I want both of them to lose, so anytime anybody does anything good, I'm upset. So, uh Anything happen in your neck of the woods in the baseball world, Marlo? No, I reported White Sox <laughs> the weekend just getting slacked by the Red Sox. Oh, Battle of the Sox. Battle of the Sox. That's a big one. That's a big one. It's fun It's fun with the missus. She gets a, a kick out of the Battle of the Sox. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's fun. It's a fun little, a fun little thing. What little game we have here? I kind of wish there were more socks, more colored socks in baseball. Cool. What do we need? The yellow socks? Blue socks? Yeah, there need to be a yellow socks. We need the blue socks. Yeah. For sure. Rename the Blue Jays to the Blue Socks. Yeah. That'd be fun. Who cares about Blue Jays? The, de- the Rays can change their name again. Nobody cares. It'd be <laughs> weird having two two socks in a division, though. Each division yeah. should have a socks. There you go. A colored socks team. Perfect. Pirates can be the yellow socks. Reds could just be the. No, there's already Red Sox. So I was like, <laughs> I walked right into that <laughs> the one. Reds could just be My the God. Red Sox. Red Sox, two. Two Red Sox. You can't have two Red Sox. No, that'd be confusing. That'd be confusing. So the Pirates could be yellow socks. Get on this Major League Baseball. It'd be fun. All right. We have all it's the solutions. Not, all the solutions. Probably that much fun. Yeah. <laughs> but right now, in the middle of the podcast, it feels like fun. All right. That's enough baseball. Other things probably happen, but that's all we care about. Yeah. Uh, on to NHL Marlowe. Have we... I've been tuning in. I've been watching. Ooh, I, I think... I think I have a team. Um, it's not the Islanders. They were eliminated. <laughs> Islanders are I have two teams. I alluded to that I was going to root for uh, the Sharks because they have Joe Pavelski on their team, even though he is injured. Um, they are up three to two. Um, so there's two, four, six, seven teams left. Carolina advanced. They're the only team in the semifinals. Um, so my team from the West is going to be the Sharks. And my team from the East, because I've now become steadfastly anti-Boston. I'm rooting against the Bruins, even though they're up. I, I decided this, and then they won game uh, game five. <laughs> Crap. Uh, so I'm rooting for Columbus, the Blue Jackets of Columbus. Those are my two teams I'm rooting and pulling for. Uh, so there's probably no way they'll, they'll win. But I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm getting into the hockey playoffs. It took longer, but I think, I think I'm finally there. Yeah, there's nothing more uh, that hockey would be would want was a Carolina Columbus uh, conference final on one yes, side. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then hey, let's get Dallas. Let's get Dallas and San Jose on the other. This this is gonna yeah. be good. It's good old classic. I think. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely not. I mean, Boston's the only. Yeah, you know, obviously the only original six yep. left. Um, but only the real. I guess what you would perceive as a hockey town. San Jose's been a pretty good hockey town. I think. Um, Comparatively, Denver has as well, but you kind of think of St. Louis, uh, Dallas, and, and Carolina. You're not really thinking 
hockey in Columbus. Uh, I mean, it's an Ohio State town, right. right? So it doesn't feel it doesn't feel the Let's same. Uh, in Columbus in St. Louis Stanley Cup final, like it's probably the two smallest markets in in the NHL. Going at it, that'd be great. <laughs> Maybe we should root for that yeah. now. <laughs> we can have reports every game about what what the what the freaking ratings are for that. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I don't have a team. Maybe uh, Carolina's on a heater. Maybe I'll just jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. They uh, <laughs> they've won eight was it eight straight, seven straight uh, since going down two in the first round. So yeah, I think seven seven straight. So yeah, I'll just jump. Um, I still haven't watched the full full playoff game. I have made one okay. period. I made one nice. period. So I'm working my way up. Maybe by, maybe by the and I should, I should say I kind of I talked about hockey. All of these fan bases, these arenas are amazing. Yeah. I mean, playoff hockey is amazing. The arenas are packed in all these th- in all these cities. Uh, it's just kind of what it, when I I say that I kind of mean more of like the broader, you know, what it would mean to the city. Yeah. I mean, if Dallas wins, yeah, uh, Stanley Cup, I'm sure the hockey fans will be excited and enough to fill that stadium, right? But like, right, Greater Dallas will be like, You're like, oh, all right. wins kickoff, how. Yeah, how's Dak Prescott doing? <laughs> you know, what did he have for dinner or whatever the, the news is down there? I presume that's what it is. All right, uh, all right. Well, we're going to keep a tighter eye on the pul- eye on the pulse, hand on the pulse. Uh, yeah, our hands on the pulse, our fingers on the pulse. Our, we'll have multiple fingers on yes. the pulse of the NHL closer. Uh, getting into it finally, I think. Uh, so we have that. All right, uh, quick on campus, Marlo. Uh, obviously, we're uh, out of, I guess, our. Our lanes, yeah, uh, much like a thoroughbred horse, uh, on on campus. But uh, there are two items I wanted to bring up here. First is that uh, the women's World Cup uh, national team squad has been selected for the World Cup starting June seventh in France. Uh, so all those games will be on nice and early during the day for our working schedule. So that's that will be good. Anyway, Rose uh, Lavelle, who pl- spent her college days at Madison, like us, Marlo, she's going to be on the World Cup team. So that's exciting. She missed. Uh, the last World Cup, she wasn't on the team, and then almost immediately afterwards was called up to uh, the World Cup team. So it's exciting that she's going to get a chance to play, or be on the, at least be on the squad in the World Cup. So that's pretty neat. Um, a, a Badger on the World Cup uh, squad, and then elsewhere in basketball news, a five-star Jalen Johnson has named his final four. And I dare say one of these does not belong, Marlowe. His final four <laughs> schools are Duke, Kentucky, Arizona, and. Wisconsin. Nice. So we're in. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you pick Wisconsin over those three? Yeah. Did he think he needed like a basketball safety school? He's like, if I don't get scholarships from these schools, <laughs> at least Wisconsin will give me it. Is that how it works? I don't know. <laughs> uh, that might be a bit harsh, but uh, you know, hey, maybe, maybe we'll get we'll get a five star. Uh, that would be that would be pretty cool. Um, and he's, I, I, I don't know. There, on the Twitter, a lot of people were. Taking this as like an opportunity to say that hey, Wisconsin doesn't get a lot of these, and that's like a bad sign for the program. While other people were saying like, "Hey, the fact that this five star is even has Wisconsin in his final yeah. four is uh, a good sign for the program." And I, I presume uh, you would fall more on. I, I guess I'll I'll ask by presuming the your <laughs> answer already. You'd fall on the we should get more of these stance, <laughs> or uh, do you fall on the? Uh, this is a good sign for uh, my boy, Greg Gard. I asked, like, who in guards camp paid someone to just have him say that the, he was in the final, that Wisconsin was in the final four? Um, well, paid him not, not even no, to go to no, school. Just, just, like, just to say, say that we're in the final four. Please include us. Just include us in your tweet. Just include us in your tweet. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely is a good thing. It's a, it's a, it gets the juices going, not only for the fans, but yeah. I, you know, these kids, they look at these things. They they talk yeah. about it. See, they're, they're on the Twitters. Twitters. Yeah, they see what's going on. They're all they're all with it. So I, you know, I'm all about it. Do I think he'll go to Wisconsin? Absolutely not. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Uh, but it's you know it's cool to see the five stars just mention Wisconsin in their final yeah. four. Yeah, for yeah. sure. There for sure. All right, I'm yeah. with you there. All right, that's it, Marlon. Uh, Should we? Hold on. Is it? Is it? It is no, it? It? Well, let's let's make a quick oh. note. Uh, All right, Wisconsin softball won the series against Nebraska, two games nice. to one this weekend. So go, go Badgers! Yeah, that yeah the I think softball season's getting pretty close to the uh, finish. And Wisconsin softball's been uh, very competitive this year. They've had a, a pretty good year, um, and they've been. I've been uh, to be honest, I haven't watched the games, but I've been following the season, and it's been pretty fun. Yeah, they play on like. ESPN like weird ESPN channels that I just don't it's not it's not in my rotation yeah. or like the or the Big Ten Network had like a weird time that I'm not like really tuned yeah. in so uh, but following the results um, on that so yeah all right, yeah. All right. softball beat Nebraska all right always, always good. good always good Nebraska. okay take that Fred Hoiberg <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's get into everyone's favorite segment yeah KC's corner kick all right hopefully i'm sure it's like all right he talks so much about horse racing let's, <laughs> let's talk about soccer now here we go all right so <clears throat> let's start with the english premier league and liverpool uh they won three to two uh yesterday over newcastle uh it was to be honest a very gritty win uh it was tied two to two mo salah got hurt it is the second season that we've in a row we've seen Mo Salah carted off the field. He collided with the goalkeeper. It looked pretty bad. Um, I haven't been able to find what the kind of medical ruling was, but it sounds like it was a relatively serious injury to the point where he will probably be out for the Champions League return no. game uh, this week. So very, uh, very disappointing. Um, but... Origi came on for him and scored an 86-minute goal uh, to lift Liverpool over Newcastle 3-2. So they jump back up into the lead in the Premier League. Manchester City plays Leicester tomorrow, and it's really the last chance they play. I think they play Bright Hove or something on um, their final game. And there's, I mean... It's a non-zero percent chance that they would not win that game, but they're going to win that game. Uh, Leicester is the they're a middle table team, so there's a chance um, if Man City doesn't win this game. So if they tie or lose, Liverpool has a chance to win the league. If Man City wins this game tomorrow at two o'clock on NBC Sports something or whatever, I don't know. Look in wherever you can find it. Two o'clock. Um, that's pretty much over for Liverpool for the second week. Or I mean, it's been this way since January. But for another week in a row, I'm going to be steadfastly rooting against Man City. I'm sure only to be disappointed as uh, the machine that they are will move on. Um, and I've definitely transitioned to just I'm trying to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm glad I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Uh, I mean, the way it looks, unless uh, they stumble next weekend's Wolves. Uh, Liverpool might go a season with losing only one game, which is amazing. And the fact that they will that will have happened, and they could lose 
the title or not fin- win the title is baffling. Uh, so I'm just trying to kind of hone in and enjoy this kind of amazing team and this amazing season, whether or not it results in a uh, championship. And I will tell you, I feel that way now, and I will feel sick tomorrow when Man City wins. <laughs> so, so maybe that's all for nuts. All right, uh, Champions League not as good for Liverpool. Uh, Barcelona. If you just see the scoreline, decimated Liverpool 3-2-0, although I would argue that Liverpool was, in fact, uh, I shouldn't say the better team because that's not true because they didn't score any goals. Uh, They played better for most of the game. Um, Barcelona had one really nice finish by Suarez and being the a-hole that he is, celebrated against his former team. I don't know if you're aware of this in soccer as players kind of move from team to team. Um, it's kind of an unwritten rule that you don't celebrate against the, a team you used to be Ugh, on. The unwritten when rule. You score, you, yeah, you, don't, you score a goal against the other team. You're like, hey, you, you, you used to pay me money <laughs> to play for <laughs> your team. <laughs> These fans used to support me. I'm not going to do that. Suarez being the a-hole that he is, celebrated like it was anybody else. So oh, that guy, he's the worst. Um, so that happened. And then uh, Liverpool is really on the front foot for most of the second half. And then uh, Barcelona got a really scrappy goal. Uh, ball. <laughs> a Liverpool defender knocked the ball away from Messi. It bounced off of another Liverpool defender into the knee of Suarez. It went off the post and just into Messi's chest, and he brought it down and he scored. And then Messi scored a free kick from like 35 yards out because he's freaking amazing. And it was... An amazing shot, and then Liverpool hit a a shot off the post on a, a first ball was off the line, and they had the shot off the post. Anyway, I don't need to walk through all this. It was terrible. Um, it should have been two to one. It should, if all things were fair in the world, this result is two to one. Barcelona gets a crappy goal, a scrappy goal in uh, Messi's free kick, and Liverpool gets their one goal. That's how it should have ended. But alas, here we are at Barcelona 3-0, and with Mo Salah looking in doubt for the return leg, the next the um, game on Tuesday is in Liverpool, so there is a chance, but I mean, it's a very small percentage. Liverpool would have to win uh, 3-0 or more to force extra time um, and that sort of thing. All right, the other game, Ajax defeated Tottenham uh, 1-0. And uh, I guess my note from this game is Ajax is really fun to watch. They're something special. The way that they play is very entertaining. Uh, they have a very aggressive style. The ball move is very fluid in their attack. Um, and they were they were a lot of fun. They're a very young team. Half of their team's being sold to Barcelona and other top clubs in Europe. So it's not something that's going to last. But it's kind of like they caught lightning in a bottle with this team. Uh, it should have been 2-0. Um, or more, but they they got the one away goal, so it returns to Netherlands. And Tottenham's really got an uphill battle against them. They're a very thin team, Marlo, as I'm sure you are aware. Uh, they don't have many kind of <laughs> subs to come on. There, uh, and Kane is hurt. Uh, Son was out this game from yellow card accumulation. He is back, but he just picked up a red card today in Premier League, so it doesn't affect this competition, but. Uh, he doesn't seem to be on his kind of top form that he was on. So if he's not on, I don't know where the goals are going to come from from Tottenham. Uh, so it's an uphill battle for there, which sets up a, a Barcelona Ajax final. Uh, that's what I'm going to predict. That's what, I mean, obviously <laughs> it looks like now. It's easy to predict kind of the teams that are in the lead. Um, but that would be one one entertaining final 
uh, with uh, Barcelona, kind of this um, more pragmatic Barcelona uh, than we've seen in the past uh, with Messi at a kind of a new stage of his career where he's still extremely effective, but he's not, um, I don't want to say what he once was. He's just kind of a different role, and this team has kind of changed to play towards that, and it's a really great team. And Ajax, who I mentioned, kind of caught this lightning in a bottle um, with these young players who are so good. And a sprinkle in a couple of veterans like uh, Blinders and whatnot, but uh, it would set up a very interesting final. And in it, the final is just one game, so kind of anything can happen. So uh, while that's not maybe what I'm cheering for, obviously I'm ready for Liverpool to make a miraculous comeback, but uh, I would be kind of uh, satisfied with that being the final uh, of this Champions League season. Uh, and lastly, Marlo Ford Madison uh, won their first home game. Uh, not, their, not their first home game, their first game, their first victory at home. They played one last week and did not win that one. Uh, three to two over Toronto two, or I don't know, Toronto two FC. They're like a minor league of, of, of Toronto FC, the big club. So uh, there was that. And um, yeah, the highlights look pretty cool. Uh, yeah, we almost went. We almost did. One of these days, we will make it up there. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's set there. All the home games are seven o'clock on Saturday night, which is fine, unless I, you know, I was thinking I was going to be able to bring uh, my son to a game, and I don't yeah. know that I. It's a different thing if it's at seven than if it was at like one o'clock. You know, I can make a day of it, go up there, he naps in the car, that kind of thing. But like seven o'clock, that's tough. That's tougher. It's just a different, different. Uh, It'd be a different day than I had <laughs> planned when this was all in my head before I saw a schedule. So, um, yeah, we'll make one of these, Marlo. Yeah, believe we'll you me. We'll get there. Believe. I believe that we'll make a game. That's it, I think, for the corner kick. That's it. Old Man League? Oh, all right. Old Man, old man League. It's 3-2. to We're losing. Oh, man. Two minutes left. I'm attacking for some reason. I don't know why the hell I'm in the box, but I'm up <laughs> there. And the ball comes right to me in front of the goal. Defenders converged on me. I kick it right at the goalie. <laughs> I was so disappointed, so frustrated. I I had to go on my weaker foot, my left foot, and I just thought, just drive it low and hard, just drive it low and hard, and I got under it and popped it right up the goalie. I didn't pop it up to him, but I hit it where he could save it with his hands, and I was trying to not yeah. hit it where he could save it with his hands. <sighs> well, you'll get him next time, kid. Brutal. Brutal. All right. Try to avoid that, Marlon. <laughs> Damn it. All right. All right. Well, that's it for corner <laughs> kick. That's that's it for me. I think A depressing end to the corner kick. Depressing <laughs> end. Um, we got you back, Casey. As yeah. always, you you can you can you can uh, tweet Casey some sweet nothings, make him feel better <laughs> at Prof Badger. <laughs> <laughs> on the Twitter. You can get the show at 132Breeze. You can get myself at MarloJR. Uh, be sure to subscribe, like, follow, share. Do all the good stuff that uh, I know you guys keep doing as you continue to listen. Casey, you got any last words? All right. As always, until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports. <laughs>